emotional manipulation. Have you ever taken time out to really wonder what that is? If that really is a thing? If there are people out there whose sole aim is to emotionally manipulate others into doing what they want? Or you're currently in love with somebody but it just doesn't feel right because you feel like you're working for them, doing everything they want. Well, that is emotional manipulation. Take a little time to think about it. Try recounting all the times where you felt that uh, feeling in your gut that something wasn't right. The flattery and the fiery words along with the grand gestures to keep you hooked, to blind you from the truth and you know to dilute your ability to see under their mask. But you just feel like there is insincerity in their words as it rolls off um, their tongue to beat you into believing their lies. You get to wonder, does this person really love me or is it just trying to make me into something I'm not? Well, this is the Liquid Land Show and I am Steve Richard and today we're going to be talking about emotional manipulation. Yes, there are people like that out there who so aim really is to emotionally manipulate people to do what they want. These people have deeply rooted um, insecurities and they use other people to feed their ego. So that thing you're feeling in your gut is <laughs> not paranoia, my dear. It's the red flag that is waving in front of you, telling you to, you know, take to your heels that this person is not good for you. So, if you believe that you might be dealing with the manipulator, well, I'm going to be sharing some signs that can help you to, you know, solidify that your gut feeling and to cut them out of your life completely before it escalates to something really, really big. So, eight signs that actually look like love or actually scream manipulation. The first one is um, <laughs> texting and calling all the time. Aww, isn't that so sweet? Well, actually, it is. In the beginning of every relationship, there's a lot of communication, like lots and lots of communication. You guys want to get to know each other, you find out things about each other, you like to be connected when you're not together and that's quite natural because you tend to miss the other person and you always want to spend time with them if you can't do that in that moment the next best thing for you to do is to you know call or text them there's absolutely nothing wrong with that that's how a normal relationship goes but then the problem actually starts when the other person starts creeping you as with why didn't you pick up and pick up the phone now that kind of thing and complains if you don't text back immediately they they get annoyed that you're not responding to their calls and texts and sometimes they take it personally and this sweet little thing called communication passionate communication suddenly becomes a burden to you because you can't do anything else just because somebody else wants all your attention that is a red flag 
and you need to take care of that little problem. The second one, keeping track of you 24-7 and asking you about your whereabouts. People will be thinking, uh, that's also quite normal. Yeah, obviously, but really it doesn't start like that. In the beginning, it is even, you know, cute, like, uh -huh. but when they need to be in touch with you, talk to you, to feel you, tell you how much um, they love you, that's normal, 24-7, you know, just talking to you. It's also an extension of calls, the texts that you guys do all the time. But in this case, the other person sort of like becomes your shadow. They demand, keyword, they demand to know your whereabouts, who you're meeting, what you said, how you felt, everything you did. You cannot even try to be, you know, a bit vague with the details. You need to report back to them with the whole full gist. they like, okay, so you tell them, oh, I met my friend. They'll be like, okay, where? What was she wearing? What were you wearing? What did you guys say? What did you guys, you know, drink? All in the name of love. <laughs> but when there is love, there's supposed to be trust and respect. And all these are, you know, natural, necessary ingredients for a healthy relationship. So you really don't have a need to track your partner down to always keep track of them. Just let them do their own thing and when they come back to you, you guys pick up from wherever you left off. The third one is um, wanting to spend time exclusively with you and doesn't want to meet your friends, doesn't introduce you to his or her friend. Yeah, now, this is a very big one. Okay, so you guys actually hit off, you know, you have a good time together and it's fun spending time with just the both of you. But there comes a time in every relationship when you feel like you're ready to introduce the other person to your friends and also be introduced to their, to their own crowd as well. But somehow this moment doesn't really happen because they tend to make excuses like, Ugh, I just you know want to be with you and why bother that kind of thing. And they stay away from your friends or their friends. They just do everything with you. Um, it's like the two of you are on some kind of deserted island. You actually know that there's life somewhere out there, or you just don't seem to be able to reach it. And um, what started out like fun and that was really exciting becomes restricting and suffocating. But the thing is, in a healthy relationship, there's a long time for for the couple, but there's also time that you you know have to socialize, meet people, meet each other's friends, and have a good time together as a group. I used to um, date this girl that she would freak out every time I you know went out to like hang out with friends, and I wasn't really there for her. But I did not really know. Our own crowd. I mean, she lived far away, anyways, but still, I did not really know our own crowd. But she basically knew my girlfriends and um, she didn't really like them. Really, she did not really like them. And she made it clear every time that she wasn't really into my friends. And every time that happened, it quite hurt that uh, okay, this is somebody that I want to share everything with, but she doesn't really, you know, like what I like. So. That really is a red flag that 
I should have paid attention to. Now, the fourth one thing, yeah, pressuring you to tell them all about you, even stuff you'd rather not say. First of all, let's get something clear. There are some people that have a hard time, you know, expressing themselves. So when asked questions, they just give up, you know, minor details and maybe as time goes on, they gradually feel comfortable enough to um, share everything. Um, part of an healthy relationship is communicating with each other, right? Revealing things about yourself, listening to what um, the other person has to say and getting to know and appreciate each other. But here's where, when the problem starts. When the other person starts pressuring you to you know, say more about your family, your past, your ex-partners, your love life, your secrets, when you're not ready or willing to do it. For example, you, you guys are having a conversation and you mention, oh, at this time something happened. It led to me, you know, I felt blah, 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 blah. But it was a really traumatic experience for me and I have trouble talking about it. Then they start pressuring you. Tell me now, please now, you know, I love you, that kind of thing. You were like, no, I can't do that right now. And maybe they take offense that you really do not want to tell them about stuff. That is not love. That kind of pressure can easily turn into an emotional abuse because they start threatening to leave you because you don't want to reveal as much as they want to know about you. And it gets even worse when the other person start using your secrets to pressure you to tell them stuff. You've told them things before and they start using it to pressure you. If you don't tell me, I'm going to blah, 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 blah. But yeah, you need to run for your life. The next one is um, telling you that no one will ever love you like he or she does. People really do this? Yeah, I think they do. Um, this is another very big red flag. Um, show, not telling, should be this golden standard when it comes to proving love. If um, your significant other truly and genuinely loves you and cares about you, there's no need to make those sort of grandiose statements. You can get to figure out much from their behavior. Yeah, their behavior should tell you if they really love you or not. The nobody will ever love you like I do is often a statement that people say, you know, after they have messed up, after a fight or an, or an episode of not treating you well, they maybe they apologize and you have a hard time accepting that apology. That's when they throw in the whole nobody would ever love you like I do thing. The underlying, mean, underlying meaning of this is. Um, a love statement that is basically um, that's what you deserve and don't ask me for better blah 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 that's what they're trying to say so it's basically a way for the other person to you know cover their butt and to persuade you that what you get is actually plenty so you should just make do with whatever thing that they do the next one is oh, I've actually lost count well always saying sorry and asking for a second chance they tend to flip out for whatever reason, you know, usually small and insignificant. They go off at you. Then they hurt your feelings and try to make up by saying sorry, trying to reassure you that they love you so much and 
that in fact you know that nobody will ever love you like they do and then they ask for a second chance and a third and a fourth blah 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 and so on until you start to lose count every time this happens they insist on a fresh chance and they reassure you that this won't happen again never again will it happen but every time it actually does they flip you guys have a fight they come back begging for a second chance you give in and the pattern continues i must be somebody that we had this kind of back and forth back and forth every time there was a problem I mean, I'm not saying I'm perfect, but she messed up quite a lot. She'd come back saying, okay, she thought about things and she tried to do better, tried to, you know, pay attention to my feelings. She'd apologize. Everything goes back to normal. Well, not really. The following day, something else happens and back and forth. The episode repeats itself. That's really, it's not healthy for a relationship and should be cut off because very soon it becomes really toxic and things get tiring the seventh one is watching closely and trying to monitor your social life hmm. you guys follow each other on social media um, soon you get to realize that it's becoming more than that they chose to they demand to know why you chose to post a certain photo instead of another one why you make this specific comments or the person that you commented on your post with so many emojis they basically tell you what to share on your social media they ask you to share your passwords on your social media so you guys can monitor each other's accounts i mean in your guts you feel very uncomfortable and you know you feel pressured the truth is, that's basically what it is. When you lose your basic freedom of speech and personal expression out of fear that your significant other will be disappointed or even mad at you, that is a problem. You guys should be able to exist outside of each other. You don't have to be afraid that, okay, if I post this picture of this person, my boyfriend or girlfriend will go off asking, why did I do this and why did I do that? No. I don't think that is something that is healthy and nobody should be facing that kind of pressure in any relationship so if you are again it's time to run and the last one is um they always suggest things for your own good isn't there anything better than a romantic partner who cares about you so much that they suggest what's good for you and you know push you gently in that direction well there's actually something better than that. When your partner respects you, they trust your choices and believe that your decisions are for the best. But because when they try to push you in a direction you don't want to go or when they disagree with your choices or tell you constantly what you need to learn to do better, that's not out of love or concern. It is outrightly their way of controlling you. And I can say this for an experience. I had a girlfriend, yeah, that always used the whole, you know, it's for your own good thing. I mean, at the point it felt right, but in the long run, it started feeling, you know, a little uh, kind of, I 
mean, I don't know the words to use for it because, okay, why don't you go to the hospital? I can't because I can't afford it. But it's for your own good. It will help you, blah, 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 blah. Why can't you start the podcast? Well, I really don't know how it works. But you should start it because, you know, it's for your own good. You have the talent and blah, blah, blah. Why don't you do this? Every time she make these um, rules, should I call them rules? Outline stuff for me to follow because actually they prefer my own good. It felt right at first, but later I just started becoming a problem because I got tired of it and I couldn't complain because I felt I would hurt the feelings. I mean, I should have complained, but yeah. So that is another red flag that people need to pay very big attention to. That was a whole lot of talking. Uh, I hope you guys, you know, had a pen and a paper to basically take down the eight signs. Texting and calling you all the time, keeping track of you 24-7 and asking you about your whereabouts. Wanting to spend time exclusively with you. Doesn't want to meet your friends or doesn't introduce you to his or friends. Pressuring you to tell them all about you, even stuff that you'd rather not. Telling you that no one will ever love you like he or she does always saying sorry asking for a second chance watching you closely and trying to monitor your social media life and always suggesting things for your own good like you don't have a mind of your own um thank you guys for you know spending time with me i hope i've been able to you know reach out to somebody out there to help them to see that you're not dating somebody that actually loves you you're in bondage yes a very very difficult one and you need to break free of that toxic relationship because whoever you're with is just trying to manipulate you for their own good they don't actually love you like they say they do um i hope you guys enjoy listening to this remember to stay safe and stay clean the covid 19 is still out there and it's still killing people so we need to stay indoors as much as possible avoid touching our face and our nose wash our hands frequently and only go out when we have emergencies and please um as you listen to this podcast don't forget to share it on whatever social media platforms you're on and begging please so the audience can grow and i promise to keep getting better and better with every episode until i come your way again next week i am still richard and this is the liquid land show ciao